Today is Wednesday, March 31st. My name is Jeff Campbell-Smith, and you're listening to Baseline Weekly. The world we live in today, with all its suffering, tragedy, and heartbreak, seems further and further from the life that Jesus talked about. How do I believe in this fallen world that we're constantly being prepared to receive the Holy Spirit? When I hear about another mass shooting, or about a third or fourth wave of a worldwide pandemic, about hate crimes, or anyone suffering, where is Jesus in that? And yet, perhaps, that, that, that's exactly the message of hope that Jesus brings. I mean, the world 2,000 years ago was fallen, broken, and ugly too, but God didn't withdraw himself then. Instead, he sent his son to join our condition. And then he sends his spirit to lead us into intimate relationship with him. It's right in the middle of all of the suffering of humanity that the Holy Spirit, the spirit of love, makes himself visible. So then for us, how do we recognize his presence? Well, today we're looking at Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. I want to encourage you to read those, soak in those verses. They should be familiar. Let God reveal his will and his presence in them. For now, today, I'm going to paraphrase. A teacher comes to town. A crowd forms. They'd heard of this teacher, this famous rabbi, who spoke as though he knew something. Some listened out of curiosity, some it was the latest fad, some with a passion to learn, and some were looking for any error, any way to catch him in a contradiction. But there were also those who were all in, not just listening, but following, going everywhere that he went, observing every little thing that he did. But on this day, the crowd was so large it made speaking and listening impossible. It was, it was hardly controlled chaos. So the teacher goes up to a high place and sits in a place where his voice will carry so all can hear. And to these farmers and fishermen, he talks about cultivation and a harvest, the language of their lives, their investments and rewards. Blessed are the poor in spirit, he says, for they will receive the kingdom. Those who mourn will receive comfort. Those who plant mercy will reap mercy. Those who are insulted and persecuted can rejoice. Those who do good to their enemies will receive a return from the Lord. Giving generously will result in more generosity. Forgiveness lead to forgiveness. Similarly, judgment will lead to more judgment. And worry to more worry. If you plant worry and greed, worry and greed will be your only rewards. But if you seek for God's kingdom and for righteousness, these greater things will be given to you also. Jesus' words must have rung in the air, in the ears and the hearts of the crowd 2,000 years ago, and still in the crowds that are listening today. They echo throughout history, allowing us to meditate on them and ourselves be changed bit by bit. What do we want our lives, our families, our world to be? Are we investing, planting, nurturing goodness or selfishness and greed? Are we cultivating the seeds that we want to harvest? The kingdom of God is like grain scattered, Jesus said, growing then harvested. 
like a mustard seed, impossibly small, yet one of the largest plants of all. He tells of good soil producing fruit and life and worthless soil producing no harvest at all. Then years later, Jesus' half-brother, James, points to the work and endurance that is required for harvest, considering the farmer who diligently puts seeds in the ground and then waits for rain, patiently and faithfully caring for the precious crop until the time is right. So for us, we too must strengthen our hearts as we wait for the harvest. Jesus is coming. He reminds us to plant seeds of peace in order to reap righteousness and good fruits of wisdom, humility, praise, and goodness. Otherwise, we're planting envy, bitterness, selfishness, evil. For as Paul reminds us in Galatians, when God's Spirit lives in us, we harvest His life-giving fruit. Our spirits, our family, our communities, these are fertile soil, and they'll grow something. It matters what we plant, what we water, what we tend. If we do not give up, Jesus and his disciples remind us again and again that we will reap a harvest. And when our long, hard labor, through the storms and the weeds and the loss, yields a crop of righteousness, justice, and peace, what we grow in our lives is not limited to the work that we do with our hands, whether in the garden, the office, the schoolyard. Our spirits, our character, those around us are being formed each day, nurtured and cultivated by what we water and what we tend, what we choose, where we invest. Let's give thanks for every glimpse we have of a harvest. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these seeds. Thank you for the good things that you plant in us. I pray that we would be this fertile soil. We would be this good soil and that the worries and cares of this world, the pressures, the, the promises of this world would not remove us from that harvest, would not prevent us from cultivating, watering, and caring for this seed. I pray that you would open our eyes to the ways that we have all around us of cultivating this. What does it look like to cultivate righteousness, selfless, selflessness, mercy? Help us be your hands and feet to a world that desperately needs hope. We love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen.